What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 51. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Yeah. Yeah. Alongside the pure one, Tim Geddes. That's him, host. Uh, we are doing this live right now on Twitch, which you'll see later wherever you get your PSI Love Yous. This, of course, is our reaction to the PlayStation meeting 2016. We just watched it. Then we're here to react live with you and talk about what the hell we just saw. Just oof, oof. Oof. Colin, what did you think? It was bad. Uh, the um, <clears throat> there was not a singing, single saving grace to that whatsoever. Mass Effect <clears throat> gameplay for the first time. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. I'm not even kidding. Like even that, it's like this looks boring. Like like everyone knows Andromeda's gonna be great. Like yeah, that was old Sony. Yep, explaining a piece of hardware that doesn't need to exist. Hundred percent. That serves no purpose. That is an unforced error that complicates everything with the PlayStation 4 that was dominating. Why they think they need to do this is beyond my comprehension. Why not they just why didn't they just wait until maybe next year to announce PlayStation 5, release it in 2018, completely backwards compatible with everything PS4 does? It is unfathomable that like I was on I was like all right, I'll get this. This sounds like it could be cool whatever like before it was announced when we were just hearing about it. I'm like this doesn't this does nothing. Are you like going to buy for this? me? No. Yeah, me neither. Nope. That's the whole thing. I'll buy I'm going to buy a slim for Aaron. And for her, house, yeah. <clears throat> for her house, so that she, you have, well, really for her, I mean, she's like all in it now. Okay, good. But like, you know, other than that, no, I'm fine with my PS4. Like, they, this is such an incredible unforced error. The fact that they had to explain it like that, or felt like they need to explain it for like that, shows minutes. everything yeah. you need to know about that console yeah. and its existence. This was this was trying to read the tea leaves of an uh, of a situation that has just not come to fruition yet, which is like this this idea of iterating constantly. And um, well, is, oh, yeah, all they it. iterated on was 4K. I don't even care. I don't I mean, have a 4K TV yet, and I know that one day uh, I will. But I'm not there now. I'm not motivated to go buy this, Tim. Yeah, there's so much problems with this. Where I mean, again, going back to what we have been talking about the the similarities to the mobile space for so long with this, with the iPhone and the iPhone yeah. S yeah. series, right? This obviously is the S, where it is not something you need, but if you do want slightly better this, slightly better that, it's available. Yeah. Uh, the problem is at E3 this year, Xbox came out announced the Xbox One S. Yeah. Is that the only Xbox being sold now? Uh, is the S yeah, they're, the they're, they're phasing so. out. They're yeah, the phasing the, out. Yeah, yeah. So you the can get Xbox on clearance One and stuff. is the, the Xbox. Xbox, right? Yeah. Then they, they mentioned Scorpio. We can take Scorpio out of this conversation entirely. Yeah, this just, is not chasing Scorpio. Just talking about the Xbox One S, right? It has HDR and that they had a f- two-minute trailer that explained that and the exact same way these guys did in, in an hour or whatever the hell it was. 40 minutes, yeah. felt like three hours. It did feel really long. Um, and upscaled 4K. So it's a 4K Blu-ray player. It's a, it does all the 4K video that, yeah. and Netflix and all that stuff. It does not do true 4K gaming. It does the upscaled 4K gaming, whatever. Now you got this. And also it's slimmer. So pretty much they did with one product what Sony's doing with two. Granted, the slim is cheaper. Not by much, right? How much is the Xbox One S now? Is that 350 Is it? I thought it was cheaper than that. I'll check into that. Can you check going. that? Yeah. Um, so, because then there's that, and then on the other side, we got the the PlayStation Pro, which, or Four Pro, which I think is a great name for it, but it's also undeserving in the sense that it is just a bit better. Um, I do think that it's unfair for us to totally judge the um, the graphics and all that they're pushing because we're looking at it on these. The Halo bundle for not. Xbox One S is three hundred dollars. Well, damn. Oh no, no, there you go, though. The two terabyte, two terabyte one is four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So at least there's that. So I mean, I, that lines up. 
two terabytes though, more than one terabyte. Like those aren't direct competitors. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to see these games actually on an HDR 4K screen, which this one below us is. Yeah. So we have one if we needed it. Yeah. Um, but I doubt that. I mean, it's going to look way better than us looking at, on this sharp TV here. But that isn't enough to like convince people to buy it. Having said that, this was a really, really, really bad conference. I want to run through all that. I want to get off the top of the show, of course, that, yes, now we know it's PlayStation 4 Pro. It's coming to you November 10th for $399. They also, of course, one of the the things they opened with was talking about that the PlayStation 4 Slim is real. $300 start rolling out September 15th. That is the PlayStation 4 now going forward. That's the deal. It's energy efficient. And I also want to tell you that this episode of PS I Love You XOXO is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that created one perfect mattress and sold it directly to consumers, eliminating commission-driven inflated prices. Its award-winning sleep service was developed in-house, has a sleek design, and is delivered in a small, how-did-they-do-that box. In addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow, soft, breathable sheets, and more. An in-house team of engineers spent thousands of hours developing the Casper mattress. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus... It's breathable design, sleeps cool to help you regulate your temperature through the night. And I tell you what, I need a nap after that goddamn PlayStation conference because it put me it oh. put me out, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, the call to action is simple. Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash PS and using the offer code PS. Terms and conditions apply, of course. Free shipping and returns in U.S. and Canada. You can try it for 100 nights risk-free. It's a good deal and it's made in America, which Colin likes, right, Colin? Oh, I love it. I love it. It's, very, so, it's essential. So they come out. <coughs> excuse me. Andrew House comes out. There's no sizzle montage. How does that How does that hurt you? Super bothered me. I mean, it, it, they started for a second. I, I have a theory that there was one and they, they fucked up Because they did the boom yeah, of the PlayStation the and then it went back super awkwardly yeah, so yeah. I think there was supposed to be a hype montage I feel beginning. like th- that's the whole thing is it set the cadence for this conference and even though they call PlayStation meeting and business meeting all this stuff it was awkward the whole way through and it may it might be the fact that we're bent and used to E3 press conferences and all these different things but for sure the fact of no one clapping no one responding no one caring M- Mark Cerny who I love don't get me wrong coming out and talking the Mark Cerny talk but on top of no excitement getting us there, right? And no real showcase on why we should care about it. It was like they were trying to chase that PlayStation 4 reveal event and do it the same way when in reality they needed to sell us so much on this. Right, Colin? Yeah, I think that... I don't know that Cerny was the right guy for this conference. Now, Mark Cerny is a brilliant man. Uh, and as, as I've said before, I'm, I've talked to him several times. Uh, I last talked to him in Japan. Uh, one of the most intimidating people I've ever talked to. Not because he's super mean, smart. He's just incredibly fucking you know smart. And when you ask him questions, that you feel like you're asking him dumb questions and he's going like, to punch you in the face and just walk out of the room. Yeah. He doesn't have time for that. Smartest man in the room anywhere he goes. Like, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, but, the, you know, I was there in 2013 when the PS4 was announced. There was palpable excitement in that room. Like, E3 is kind of a mixture of excitement and professionalism or whatever. Like, there were the, the, the PS4 reveal was small and there was only a few hundred people there, I want to say. And so it was all like journalists and, and, and tech types and stuff like that. And people were really, really excited about it. And, and I think they did that conference right. That was really one of the great conferences I think I've ever been to or one of the great press conferences, you know, pressers I've ever been to because uh, it was kind of an, an, an orthodox kind of thing. I think that Cerny has a very academic way of talking about things. And that worked for PS4's reveal because we were seeing something totally new. Exactly. Right? Like we were anticipating this new console and we got it. But Cerny going on and on about, and I'm not blaming him, it's just like whoever you know wrote this stuff and whoever's idea this was, which I'm sure it wasn't his, it's like, it's clear that having to over-explain it means that you don't even really, yourselves might not even really understand like what this thing, what the purpose of this right. box is. And Xbox actually just tweeted out a funny oh thing God. Uh, with, um, 
that I just saw that people are, are pointing at, which is like a checkbox. It says like 4K streaming and Blu-ray checkbox, HDR gaming checkbox, greatest games. I mean, that's stupid. 40% smaller checkbox, Xbox One S from, from $299. I'm not saying it's stupid that they have greatest games. Maybe they do, but but they could have just focused on those two first points and that would have been fine, yeah. the price point. Um, it was the point that Tim was making during the conference, which is that uh, the Xbox One S already does a lot of this stuff and they didn't feel the need to explain it and they didn't feel the need to iterate on this. This is a massive, wh- whether or not this doesn't pan out for me. I don't know. I don't. I don't. And I don't, I'm not interested. I don't care really. I mean, like, I don't own stock in Sony. I don't rise or fall based on their success. I really doesn't. It's irrelevant to me. We loved PS3 when it was. No one loved it. But they. This seems like an unforced error, and again, and and uh, almost an approach that anticipates a problem that isn't here. Yeah, um, and Where people, like no, but nobody was beating down the doors. What I when I jump back to this conference here and how it's not like the HD TV revolution, right? Was the fact that I was already on the fence about buying a place to, or I'm sorry, an HD TV, right? But I wasn't just there yet, and that's why when Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 came out, on top of the fact that they were super expensive, and I didn't have any money, I didn't buy them. Because I was like, I'm not, I'm almost there, but I'm not there, but maybe one day. And I, when I finally bought a PS3, it wasn't. Un, or I, when I finally got a three, whatever. When, it wasn't until GTA 4 that when I was like, nah, I started playing that on the TV and I'm like, I got to get a real TV and I went and bought it. We're, I'm not squinting at my TV at home when I'm playing No Man's Sky being like, what is going on? I can't read the text. I can't, yeah. nothing reads on this. Where is the draw distance? Da, da, da. I don't, I'm not sitting there going, man, I really need a 4K TV. That is not at all in my mindset. Well, I think 4K TVs are becoming a bit of the norm and they have been for a couple of years now. So yeah. I think that like this is them kind of, not getting ahead of a problem, more kind of dealing with a reality of where things are at. Okay. Um, in terms of this convincing people to make the upgrade, I don't think it's for them. I think yeah. this is for the people that have 4K TVs and are, you know, ha- it's for the people that want that. But like, who are those people? You know, those people are playing PC games. Exactly. I forgot the tweet from somebody in the industry who was like, if you cared this much about graphic fidelity, you'd be playing on a PC. Yeah, I think this is one of those things that it's not it's not an issue. Like, they made a big deal out of it because they had to. They had to have a press conference for it. But in a lot of ways, this is what I was saying about the Neo for a long time, where it's like, it doesn't matter. Oh, like, this is what Colin just, was saying. I kept trying to make devil's advocate of like, well, yeah, I bet it's going to be this and it's going to be that. But if they come out and they say games load better and do, run faster and do all these different things, I'd be in. I am not in on this machine i do not no, have me a neither, because it doesn't machine. do anything for us like as a person and I've, I've been open about this like a i think we make way too much about power in the gaming industry it's starting to annoy me now you know why do we like games are so imperfect from a mechanical standpoint many times the games are so imperfect from storytelling standpoints games are so imperfect from design standpoints and all we talk about is making excuses by giving give them more power give them more power so we can make it prettier make the frame rate better it's like, dude, we're getting the same fucking games we got two generations ago. Your new machine's not going to fix the fucking fundamental problem of video games, you know, which is like we might be at like really like out of a lot of ideas and maybe like the power excuse is getting a little old. I don't understand this. Like more power, better graphics like that doesn't make a game good. Like, I'm sorry. Sure. Like, that's the that's the end of the, that's, at the, the, end the, of the day. This doesn't make games better. Right. Like like this doesn't make games play any better. This doesn't make games read any better or or, or you know they, it makes them display better you know like it doesn't make the stories better it doesn't make you having like like a more, a more beautiful way to render a sunset doesn't make the game better and like I'm sorry like I like I, I just don't under like the PS4 is fine it was also the you terrifying know, like, thing of them being out there saying they're asking third parties to consider how to support on 4K they don't know, in HDTV. You know? And that's the biggest problem is like they spent this long telling, trying to explain to us what HDR is in terms of screens and all that stuff. And that is proof that like they don't know 
but why? Yeah. And this kind of reminds me of like the Wii U situation where it's just like there's a game bet, they'll figure it out. It's like well they didn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you need to tell the people what it is and why you're doing it or else it doesn't matter. And if you it's not even a matter of believing in it. And this I think is proof that they don't necessarily believe in this being the next generation of PlayStation. Like a lot of people thought it might be. You know, like when everything was first leaking, this was a much bigger deal. When it, what the PS4 Neo could have been, I think, was a much bigger deal. This is just another system. It really is just another system. And it's like these things, these little being able to, to play the games in 4K on a 4K TV with this, 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 and this, to me, is the equivalent of the uh, Xbox 360 Elite back in the day where, okay, great, you get a, a bigger hard drive. Because that was the difference back then. That was the difference. It's something that's so small that matters to a small group of people. Right. That's it. It doesn't fundamentally change anything. I guess that's the thing is like the the uh, I mean for me it was like I was watching this I'm like this feels like it might be a new Coke moment but they're not attaching everything to this there is still the PlayStation 4 Slim it is cheaper it will be a better entry point to get people in and I think it does speak more to people like us that are just console gamers that aren't where this is yet it's just like who you know I said uh, you know there there are certain things that Cerny said specifically that told me that um, developers aren't in on this. Like, and, and that's, and, and <clears throat> I don't have, you know, I had a source back in the day that I talked to that told me that, uh, you know, they weren't stoked, they about, weren't it. stoked about it. And Patrick Klepek just tweeted that out earlier to say, saying like, there's kind of a mixed reaction or whatever. I don't want to put words in his mouth. I, I forget the exact thing, but we talked about it on the sure. pre-show. Yeah. He said, um, <clears throat> and I think this is, let me see. He says there are half a dozen patches from first party in development, right? So the first party is going to do whatever the, the company tells them to do. Quite a few quite a few from third party. Right. There are hundreds and hundreds and of games on PS4. Maybe a thousand or more, really, like across all territories at this point. Yeah. Quite a few patches for you. Because what like this is the question. No one has these TVs, right? Like the, these TVs aren't ubiquitous. Like a like a 720 or 1080 display, right? Well, 4Ks are getting there, but but HDR, no. Right, right. HDR would, is like still very, very, very new. Not and, to mention, fuck that. That's getting passionate with the firmware for my PlayStation. And why 4. would it? Why would a developer want to put their a patch through certification to appease a very small group of people that yeah. I think is going to be smaller than I even thought, to be honest with you? And then they're going to have to do this. I, like they didn't talk a lot about this because this was in the leak back in the day, earlier in the spring, about how. Starting on a certain date, which get, which signified when this was going to come out, we right, were right about right. the month that pat there must be patches going forward. So now people have to send their games through certification twice. Well, my question is: is that room was that rumor true at the time, and is it no longer? Because the fact that yeah, Cerny's like yeah, six of our games are going to be done and have this this patch to make them better, and many others for them, it totally makes it sound like there must have been pushback, there must have been blowback from your EAs, your Activisions, your whoever, yeah. and be like, why would we do this? Stop! You can't force our guys to go do this. So. Something that I really don't want to overlook is what you just said. Towards the end, they said that all PlayStation 4s are going to be able to, with an update, be able to do the HDR stuff. Yeah. So f taking that, every single PlayStation 4 in existence can do the HDR if you have an HDR TV. So what is the point of the Pro then at all? It's just the 4K? I would have preferred they came out and did... I mean, like, that was the whole thing is uh, when I, we were getting in there and, 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 uh, and Cerny comes out and they put up, they you know, they're sitting there and they're like, it's going to be uh, HDR, it's going to be 4K, it's going to be uh, VR. And I'm like, oh, God, an HDTV in general. Like, how it's going to make it look better on your regular TV. It's like, oh, shit, none of these points look great. And when they got to PlayStation VR, I was like, all right, here's where you can at least try to sell it to us, the PlayStation fan base that's already in on VR. And that, again, was what yours 
talking about, where it sounded more insulting than anything else, right? They showed a demo, and they're like, it can increase the crispness. It'll give you higher frame rates. And this game we're showing right now is double the pixels from their standard version. Cool. Does they it make the... Their standard version right. for the VR game that isn't even released for the har- the piece of hardware that's not even out yet. Cool. Does the Is the game better? Double the pixels. I mean, but I mean, like, here's my thing. There are no pixels, in, like, barely on an NES game, and these games are, fan- you know, a lot of these games are fantastic. What is it, is it, does it get better than Super Mario Brothers? It's 20? one of those. Uh, if it had two times the pixels, you'd be surprised. It's for for this one with VR in particular. If they would have hung a hat on VR and been like, yes, it'll make VR decidedly better, and that's what we're saying, and every game will do that, at least I would have been like, oh, you're speaking to some. Like, I'm buying that. I At no point in the next. I'll say 18 months. Do I have a plan to buy a 4K TV? I like both the TVs I have at home, right? I am buying a PlayStation VR unit already. So sure, if that's going to come to me and I'm going to put it on and this does something markedly better for every game, maybe I care. Maybe I care. But at this point, I do not. If I would I would buy this. This is something that I think makes sense to people like me out there. If I had a 4K TV at home with yeah. HDR, this is a no-brainer because I care about that stuff. Yeah. You know? And if it was between the slim or this for $100, $100 is worth being able to play things on in 4K if I had the capability to that, do yeah, so. That's where you're, yeah, you're um, right. but again, this is not something that's trying to convince people that already own a PS4 to buy another one. And I think that's like the most important takeaway from this is it's not what people thought it was. Yeah. And all of the, the little the words at the bottom of the screen that are like, oh, you know, this is running on PS4 Pro, whatever, before they were running on computers. And like, the, I think as long as they tell us that, that's the most important part. Well, they used to tell us, they, they, they used to tell us, especially with PS4, these are, they, those games are running natively on PS4. Yeah, that was yeah. Like a big deal. It's all an engine. These are uh, native on PS4. Yeah, games are spec'd on PCs. So that's not a huge surprise, but at the... This causes an unnecessary marketing issue. I've said this for months. This causes this this overemphasis on technological advancement over the like the the and the fidelity of a game's looks over core gameplay. And I challenge everyone one more time to show me one game on PS4 that fundamentally could not exist on a, on a previous console. You know what I mean? We are still dealing with the same exact games over and over again, and that's fine because I like my shooters and I like my RPGs and all that, and that's totally fine. I'm not, I'm not, but like the whole like that to me should de-emphasize this rush for power, right? Like that to me should say like maybe we have like these fundamental design challenges that we have not overcome. Maybe we have these issues that that we need to kind of parse through before we are given more horsepower. Since clearly, uh, you know. A shooter running at 60 frames is better than a shooter running at 30 frames. Yeah. But is that all we're aiming for now? Like, is that all we want now is just is it's just pretty like prettier things, prettier things like what happened to playing games and like what happened to like the the fun factor of that? We grew up with consoles <clears throat> that were the, the many times the most powerful console was not the most successful console. Sure. And we saw that with the NES, you know. We saw that even with the PS1, and we saw that with going on and on. I mean, it, it's happened over and over again, the Xbox 360. And to me, that tells me that, like, people just don't care. Like, we have these, like, bubbles on NeoGAF and, uh, and kind of funny and all these things where we talk about a lot of these issues that 35 million PS4 owners probably could not give a fuck about. They're happy with their FIFA and their Call of Duty and their Madden, and they can milk that forever. And... I'm not saying that you should just rest on your laurels. What I'm saying is you shouldn't put forward a hardware iteration that confuses the market, that takes the wind out of your own sails. That was a bad conference, you know? And and really, I really do stand by the fact that they could have waited two or three more years and just released the next console. But let's, and let's like, take and the conference out of it. 
Let's just think about GameStop later this year when people are going to buy PS4s for their, their kids and they walk in and they see PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro. It's $100 more, 4K, buzzwords, buzzwords, buzzwords. That's it. You know, that's why they did it. They're going to make a bunch of money off of that. And it's like that's it's keeping them modern. It's keeping them up to date. In, in trends and stuff is the same reason those same people are going to Best Buy and getting sold on things that they don't understand. I guess it's future proofing, right? That's the thing. If my PlayStation 4 does break, do I buy the Slim or do I buy the, you know, the PlayStation 4 Pro now just to be ready for when I do get yeah. a 4K TV And that's the thing. Day. Why would you buy the Slim? Yeah. You know, we'll save you. some cash. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I like, mean. that's the thing. It's like that, that $100, that $100, is it worth higher clock speed? Those little tiny things here and there? I think it is. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to buy it over the current ps4 i have yeah exactly exactly you're not ready to upgrade for no reason but yeah, yeah, yeah but if i had a 4k tv like i said i would and i think that there's a lot of people out there that uh would do that as well but i think th- those people aren't even the audience it's just going forward why not make an extra hundred dollars off the thing it'll be interesting to see how many people keep it uh, but how many you're talking about gamestop how many gamestop will keep around how many they'll keep then in the actual store you know what i mean mm-hmm. like what is the when you start talking about how much uh, merchandise you can have, how much stock you can have on your shelves. Yeah. Where does that start shaking out when this thing doesn't, you assume, sell super well when it first comes out? I just, to me, it's like, I feel like, I don't think it's Sony intentionally doing this, but it's almost like, look at one hand's doing, like what one hand's doing. Don't pay attention to what this hand's doing. And what this hand's doing is delaying all of the games, uh, giving you no real first party bite, except for like two games. And like, being like, de-emphasizing I think their own responsibility to deliver quality content on a regular basis, which I think they did much better with the, on the PS3, frankly, um, and certainly in previous generations, than they're doing now and depending and relying more on independent games, which is great because I love those smaller games and also third-party games, which is fine because that's, an, that's a vibrant ecosystem. The power argument should be made on both ends. You have to have a console that's cer- a certain amount of power. We often talk about that with Nintendo, right? Like the Wii U was so underpowered that it existed in the space between spaces, right? Like it wasn't in a, in a good spot. Um, but you don't want to like, I was just reading like maybe there was as of May or June, 1.5 million 4k TV sold that year, um, globally or whatever. So you want to double that and say maybe three or 3.5 million. The install base on that is, is getting to a place where it's like, okay, that's cool. But how many millions of these consoles are out there? And should you, should you start to aim towards two different segments of your audience, like the lowest common denominator and then like the technical forward people like Tim, or should you start to just like focus more on just games and gameplay and are we really going to notice the huge difference in the next couple of years is this really necessary to do right now yeah and so like that's that's my major argument is that this seems like a, it's it's a nice idea it's it's crazy because microsoft per tim's point like did a very similar thing with xbox one s but didn't make a big deal out of it i feel like i feel like sony was really severely outflanked on this particular 100%. thing and they might be again with scorpio 100 so like so really staggering kind of thing we might look back at in a decade or two and really look at this moment and be like, wow, this was like, this was either a, a, it can go three ways. It was either like a genius kind of thing that Sony did, which I I don't see that happening. It can be just a neutral thing, which is probably going to be the outcome. Or it could be a thing where it's like, wow, they really relinquished this this thing they had by forcing the issue. I mean, in my opinion, now that we actually officially know what this thing is, I think that, and obviously things take a lot of time to, to gestate and to get to where they need to be. So if Sony hasn't been working on something as long as Microsoft's been working on Scorpio, like this is totally not reasonable. But if Sony were to come out next year, right when they announced Project Scorpio with a new thing that is actually an improvement, 
I don't think this competes with that at all. I think this competes with the S. And it's just like they split it in two, but it is the same thing. PlayStation and Xbox both have the same product. Just PlayStation has two versions of it. Like I think the next year Sony could come out with PlayStation 5. And that is for the people that have fours that want it. That is for all of us. That is for every single person in this house right now. You know, like the PS4 Neo or uh, PS4 Pro is not something that any of us need to give a shit about. So that doesn't bother the PS5. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. I feel like this is a strange kind of thing I need to marinate on more. But the funny thing is that we've had time to marinate on it. Really, we really kind of knew. Yeah. For months, like exactly what it would be, but it seems I like, think we kind of told ourselves it would be more. Well, you hoped it would because when you look at this on paper, you're like, why would you make a big deal about this? Like, it's it is the Xbox One S. Why would you, if you're gonna have that, just put it out there and say that it's the improvement and make it the PlayStation Four and make it affordable for mm-hmm. everybody? And that's what they didn't do that here, right? They still have the slim, and now they're selling this one for distinguished taste or you know whatever. They discerning gamers, I think, is what they said or whatever. And it's like. I get the future proofing. I, you know, I put up here. I'm like on Twitter. I was like, "What does everybody think about this?" Right? And like Jeremy Lamont says, "Someday if my PS4 dies, right?" Somebody says, "Ugly." Blah blah. blah. Uh, as uh, Wolf BNA says, "As a 4K TV owner, I'm going to get one eventually." Smiley emoticon. Like that's the whole thing. Is this feels like an eventual purchase when my PS4 dies, right? Like that's the whole thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're, you're, this one, Scott. PS4 d- PS4 Pro doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray support. Greg, they goofed with this console. I've seen a couple of people kicking that around here. Uh, Joe Anderson says, I hear it has no 4K Blu-ray drive. Are you there? Can you confirm? The Xbox One S has a 4K Blu-ray player. Yeah, there was. I, I don't know the sources, but that's been that's been bumping around for a few minutes now. Yeah, Lloyd, Lloyd Hansen, uh, no 4K Blu-ray support is a huge what? mistake. Overall disappointing. All right. <laughs> well, that's something. So, I mean, like, it's... so. Yeah, I think it is important to Tim's point that like it's it's important to detach like the 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 conference which was poor and poorly delivered from sure. the, from the hardware which could be useful in a couple of years and maybe it's a future proofing kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, the the ubiquity of 4K TVs is still per, per capita super fucking low. The uh, HDR situation, I guess, is even worse. Although they're natively going to put that into the standard PS4. I don't. The CPU and GPU have been bumped, right? That's what they were saying in some way. Um, so. There's more power to work with there, but I still come back to the same fundamental issue that like, how is this gonna fu- like, how is this gonna change games? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm waiting. You know, like I'm. I'm Do uh, you think that when you always bring you when you? That's bring- why I'm excited about VR, Greg. Like that changes games. Sure, but I mean, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe that's the thing though is the way that you were talking about. You're getting the same experiences over and over, and you're getting games you could have gotten on PS3, not graphically, but in terms of gameplay experiences. Is that because we've perfected those gameplay experiences, and now VR does get to be the next, the next jump, the next thing, the next game changer? I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it. And if we are to the point that, cool, we know what a third-person action game plays like, and we're going to add nemesis systems or rope swings and all these different things, and make that be the thing, then the change you can make outside of those little gameplay mechanics is the fact that the visuals look better to try to compete with PC, to try to do whatever. But again, last night I'm playing Oceanhorn, and it, I could have run on a PS3. It might even be able to run on a Vita, and I'm having a great time with it, and I yeah. don't care that it's not in 4K. Yeah, that's exactly the point, is that like the good games are good games on their own. Like You don't need the hardware to justify the game. Weird. Like, like the, the, the... I don't know. I'm, so, I'm just puzzled, yeah. I guess, at the end of the day. like I'm just, I just don't... You know... I really feel like there are many more of me out there than there are of the what I you know like what I was jokingly called like the frame rate savant or anything like that. Yeah, like yeah, people yeah. that really care. I really think that there are many, many, many more times me. But I think there. there's many, many more times even of that of just people that don't know what any of this means. Right, exactly. Know that 4K matters. That that's possible, but I don't. I, well, I don't think. I think that the 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 
the biggest group of people are the people that don't care. And they're buying the slim because it's cheaper. Right, exactly. Absolutely. And to that point, they did make a nice, you know, I still think that, like I said, you couldn't go above what the PS4 cost in 2013. They didn't, right? Like with the Neo. So the, I think the price point is appropriate, $400. Yeah. 300 seems high for me for slim. I think that like that. 250 would have been so much I nicer. think that, that, you know, but again, you have to, like, you know what, maybe you want to push people away totally. You have to find that. And then they're, they're smart marketers. They know what they're doing over there at Sony. But, you know, to me, it's like, I just want, you know, <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, like, like Horizons now, de- you know, delayed. Gran Turismo is delayed. Like, you can enjoy all these third party games. Let's show you infamous first light. Well, you know, infamous, let's show infamous you. Infamous light is what it's now yeah, called. Infamous, yeah. You know, like, I'm like, all right. Like, the, the I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I want. I want them to justify this more, and I feel like this is a cart before the horse situation. And I really do feel that there are a lot of people that are perfectly happy with their console, and obviously they're going to be unaffected. But to that point, it's like, why not just just keep trucking along, guys? Like, no one's really asking for this. Like, really, no one is asking for this. I'm sorry. Like, compared to the group of people that are enjoying your shit and really just want maybe a slim version to get in at a cheaper price point, just kind of like chill with them for a little while, get them on board, and then on the next console bake all this shit in, bake backwards compatibility and finally do all of the things you have to do. Everyone's like, why would you want it? Or a lot of people are like, why would you want a PS5 so soon in 2018? I'm like, the Xbox, Xbox 360 cycle was four years. You know, NES in the West to the SNES was six years. The N64 to GameCube was five years. PS1 to PS2, five years. The only reason the, the, the PS3 era lasted so long, I truly believe in the Xbox 360 era lasted so long, I really do believe is because of the financial crisis. Otherwise, I don't think it would have happened like that. Yeah. Like, I think that people were just like recovering and out of fucking money, mm-hmm. you know, like and the companies were too. And so, like, we look at this eight or nine year cycle. And, well, that's the new normal. I'm like, no, it's not. But this is, shouldn't be the new norm either. Like, well, I think I think to your point of, of like, why is this happening? And like the if no one's asking for it, I think this is the, the shift in how consoles are going to be henceforth. And, you know, we always we've talked for the last six months about this looming conference and like the official details of what's happening. And we always bring up the, the iPhone system of the system yeah, as yeah. system as, and the point we always argue about is like, that's not how consoles are. This doing this is the steps towards them making it that way. Obviously they want to make it that way. Why wouldn't they want to be able to announce something new and have new stuff coming out sure. all the time? It's just the fucked up thing though of like, we knew about Neo. Now we know it's pro going into E3, right? And Xbox came out and did that Scorpio video. And we all left going, man, that's how you do it. I can't wait to see how Sony responds. And they've responded by doing it incorrectly. Mm-hmm. They've responded by doing it and making everybody go, why the fuck does this matter? What's going on? If This this could have easily been a press release kicked out from yep. their thing of like, hey, we're introducing a new SKU. It's for 4K people. It's for distinguished gamers, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's for, But and even say in there, we are future-proofing the PlayStation for as 4k tv gets more and more popular as this happens and with looming you know with the upcoming release of playstation vr it gives you this that and the other we're also introducing this this was a thing they made as if all right cool we're gonna come out and say something very very important and they came out and did not do that Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely but i do think that maybe they did say something important that this is what it is we're gonna get this there's going to be when the PS5 comes out, we're then going to get another like upgrade with whatever water resistant shit. Like that's my point. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know what you're saying. We're building this new ecosystem how, of how consoles look. I was reading this thing about the Xbox One because I wanted to make sure that my comparisons were were apt. <laughs> and the Xbox One S also has additional GPU and CPU power. And uh, Coalition was talking. The head Rod Ferguson was talking about how they took advantage of that for Gears of War Four and for the HDR stuff. So this makes me really wonder about. 
the um, the certification stuff. Like, does the game need to pass through the cert twice? Like, well, if you're patching it, you have to. I mean, their Xbox's rules can be different. Also, like Gears, for instance, is a first party game, so they could have different rules for mm-hmm. that game. Um, yeah, that's why a lot of games it's exp- it's expensive, especially for, for small developers, both in time and money to certify games or to uh, certify even patches. Yeah. Um, which is why, like, some of them, some games don't get patches at all. I think, like, people look at, like, Nuclear Throne or whatever, which is a smaller game. Yeah. Uh, that's still, I think, or maybe, like, patches have been actually kicked back to them, like, over a year. Like, the game, I think trophies are broken in that game and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's more complicated than simply giving your patch to someone and them uploading it. Like, it has to work, you know? And that, that costs time, manpower and money and all that kind of thing. Yeah, like, I know that because, like, that's that's just the way that it works. I, if they're changing it or if it's different to Microsoft, I can't speak to that. Mm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think that we have to uh, either, to Tim's point, get used to this new reality that is more akin to phones and tablets, or accept the reality that console gaming maybe becomes more niche. But you know, because it's not PC gaming that is all about the fidelity of the game. Um, it's also about the quality of the game, but but also about um, uh, really like kind of like accepting that this this new reality is going to change like the way consoles are delivered. Um, and interrupt and disrupt the and I hate that word disruption, but disrupt the, like the whole the whole way we are delivered consoles mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. But I just don't think that that's like I don't think that's I don't see how that uh, that's a positive. I don't see like I don't see how that's a positive. And I don't see how like just always insisting on more power is going to necessarily make games better. Like what? I just don't I don't get it. Like I, yeah. I I've been playing games for almost thirty years. Like it's not like I'm new to this. Like I, I've never been about the power. You know, of, of the game, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, about the graphics and all that kind of stuff. That, that's that's additive. It's about the design and the, are the games fun and enjoyable? Some games do they tell a good story? Is it a good experience? If this enhances the experience, I guess that's great. But if this is like you brought up the order, that's a great example. They were all about how the game looked. That game sucks. You yeah. Know, like so, it's it's let's just be careful about what we're asking for. The good right. news is PSX is probably going to have a super awesome conference. You yeah, know, like of course. Going, like all of our predictions going into this. It was like, you know, oh, shit, they're going to talk about games. There's going to be Red Dead's going to be there. Like, I was pretty sure Red Dead was going to be there, you know, and it wasn't. And yeah. they didn't. Yeah, they had a little bit of Mass Effect. And like there was a couple things here and there. Most of the stuff we've just seen before and them showing like essentially gifts of, of how pretty things are. Um, but I think that 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 does bode well for PSX. We often talk about how Sony is finally hitting a nice stride of having E3 and PSX be about six months apart so that we're getting those like announcements and hype. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a good cycle and this could have thrown that off sure. um, but now it's just like no nah, those things still are going to be there and we're still going to get the, that excitement hopefully yeah this was just a punch in the gut in terms of momentum I thought they had, been, had such great momentum coming out of E3 we were talking about yeah E3 was your AAA space PSX is going to be your indie space still going to be but now they've just got this weird press conference they had in the middle that didn't resonate it feels like with a lot of people I know there are people who are on the thing here I have a 4K TV I'm going to buy it but like you know Javi Rodriguez, I wanted to get a Neo before this. Now I feel like there's no reason to. They've unsold me on it. Alex O'Neill, honestly, I'm not impressed and pretty disappointed. Seems like a whole, uh, wholly unnecessary stopgap. Amy Gilroy, my PS4 just died died a death last week. I'm quite literally t- in Tim's hypothetical situation, but I want to save money for Kind of Funny Live 3. Hmm. Mm. Like there is, you know I mean? Th- those are the realities of the situation of like, a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. Like, do you really want to throw it out there? Especially, what's her TV situation? That's my whole thing. Like, what's the TV situation? What? I don't well, it's have- the same argument. This is what's, what's so ironic to me. It's like everyone makes this argument against, or a lot of people make this argument against PSVR, being like, "Well, it's such an investment, and you need this, this, and this." And I'm like, "You need way fucking more than that to enjoy this thing." You know, like, so 
let's just be consistent in those particular arguments as well. Yeah. You know, like the reason I'm excited about PSVR, the reason I'm sold, and I've been sold since since Project Morpheus was announced. I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. It's because it changes games. It changes new the way we play them. New things. You know, it it's a, it is a fundamental change, akin if not more extreme than the introduction of analog sticks and shoulder buttons and rumble and all these things that we've taken for granted over time, but like in a, like ten times more potential and potential significant potential outside of gaming which is actually way more exciting than the games themselves as i said before so that's why i'm sold on that yeah you know that uh, offers you something <clears throat> new it gives you a reason to plunk down four hundred dollars and get in on, into bed on this and you know that what you want out of it you're getting you want different gameplay you don't care if the games look that great but you know what i mean that's what this is that's what playstation vr is this is i mean like what they're talking about here with 4k gaming and all these different things and outputs it's that that I could if I really wanted to I could do that all on the PC right now right I could have a 4K monitor and crazy ass graphics card and all this different shit but I don't want to do that that's just not what gaming is to me no and so, that, one day this will be what gaming is to me one day I and then I, my TV will die and I'll buy a new TV and I'm like oh it is 4K maybe I will look into yeah. getting a Neo but at that honestly honestly if you if with what we saw today if t- t- tonight my TV breaks I go out and I buy a 4K TV because that's just the, what the standard is we'll say and I bring it home. My thought, first thought isn't, oh, I need to go buy the Neo. My first thought is, I'll just chill until the PlayStation 5. Because the PlayStation 5 will be 4K, and it'll probably do a million other things I want that this one doesn't. I mean, this is the equivalent of back in the day, like you were kind of talking about with GTA, where it's just like, what caused you to buy an HDMI cable? You know? Yeah, yeah. Because like, back in the day, TVs that had that also had the thing. Or even, even thinking about the, the 360. Like, you had to buy, uh, before the Elite, you had to buy the adapter to be able to use component or HDMI. Yeah. Like, who bought that? It's the people that give a shit about this. Yeah. You know? And those people exist. I'm not saying that this doesn't exist. I, I think what seems to be the core of all this is that this was a stupid way to put this out. This, this doesn't seem like you go out and you make a press conference and you have Mark Cerny come out and you give, you, you give shades of that February event. You give shades of everything changing and mm. this being revolutionary. And this isn't. This would have been a great Nintendo Direct. Just put it out. Don't hype it up. Just here's a video we're yeah. explaining things not know? offer to fly people to new york yep. and do don't all these make different things. exactly like don't make it such a real thing where it's like people are oh this guy's in the crowd and this guy's in the crowd like no it's yeah. just here's information that we're now giving to you um richard lawler lawler who's senior editor in gadget says confirm no ultra hd blu-ray in the ps4 pro only 4k video via streaming and apps Honestly, I don't think that that's such a big deal just in the sense that uh, 4K, the Ultra HD, the Blu-rays or whatever are still so new or whatever. It's only a big deal because the Xbox One S does have it. Yeah. And the with consoles and, and um, digital, not digital, like physical uh, media entertainment, they go hand in hand. You bought your PS1 for CDs. You bought your PS2 for DVDs. You bought yeah. your PS3 for Blu-rays. PS4 was moving into the streaming and stuff. The fact that there is now a new type of Blu-ray that is coming out and the PS4, this can't do it, that's because the PS5 is going to. But the Xbox One S can, and that's not good. That, like, it's just, it's, that's the PlayStation meeting. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's disappointing. It's 100%. disappointing. For, it's disappointing as we're PlayStation fans for 20 years. No, we love that ecosystem. And <clears throat> we made our living writing about it and covering it, right? And... So we've seen the ups and the downs, and this isn't anywhere near oh, God, no. the no. downs. This is somewhere, for PS4 era, it's in the downs. But for Sony overall, I mean, we have to go to 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008 to really get down into that doldrums. But like I said, this will prove, this will prove out over time, or it won't. 
And uh, <clears throat> is it like a, a forward scene kind of thing? Uh, to me, it seems like a little bit of a synergistic, synergistic kind of thing that they're trying to do with other parts of Sony where it's like, we want to sell our 4K TVs, we want to sell our Blu-ray players, we own Blu-ray technology, blah, blah, blah. The other, the other thing I like that I... So like there's some part of me that's like, maybe you guys should just leave PlayStation alone because yeah. they're actually making you money. You know? like when they did three TVs. <clears throat> exactly. Um, one part of me knows that Sony is, you know, with VR, is we've given them a lot of credit for future-proofing there because I think that's a smart proprietary investment. I think that's going to pan out for them as Sony as a whole. I don't think PlayStation... I think in 10 or 15 years, PlayStation will not be the greatest... Uh, game. will not have the greatest games with Sony from PSVR technology. I don't think it's going to be them. I think it'll probably be their TVs. You know, um, or like some sort of other hardware that they really said has nothing to do with PlayStation. Um, so we have to give them credit for at least trying to future proof, right? And I appreciate that, but I just don't understand why you would put a roadblock or like or any disruption. I would, I would, I would be having the road in front of PS4 swept every day, made sure it's clear of all sorts of debris, and just drive that motherfucker as fast as possible until you can't drive it anymore because clearly it's killing. Remember, PS4 and Xbox or PS4 and Xbox One sales are still about fifty or sixty percent higher cumulatively than PS3 and Xbox 360 sales were at their respective times on the market. That is incredible. Mm. That is an incredible statistic that shows that console gaming, as it is, is vibrant and stable, and but maybe I mean, even recovering. But to the to the point where we were making before, when this is all hypothetical, right? And this is, I guess, the point I was making before when this is all hypothetical. I don't think. You talk about this being an unforced error. I don't. I think it is in terms of our perception right now on Twitter in the moment. I don't think this throws them off the track of success because it is all of a sudden you were waiting for the PlayStation Four to be cheaper. It is, or it is you have a four K TV and do you want to step up or your 4, your TV breaks and you now you're going to make an extra hundred dollars off of this. It's that kind of thing where I was, you know that example I brought up of when I was well into having a PS3 and I went back to Missouri and somebody had bought for Christmas these kids got a ninety nine dollar PS2 and they were so stoked and I thought that was so weird. But there's so many people yep. who have been on the fence that it's too expensive to get little timmy i predict that this is a good move for them i think that putting these things out keeps excitement up and as shitty as that conference was i think overall this is a good call i think both of those systems are going to keep that momentum going for sony and for the playstation 4 i actually think this sets them up really well next year to announce the playstation 5 whatever the hell they want to call it to compete with the scorpio they are now they know about the teraflops they know what's coming xbox now has put their hand out there sony knows Sony's now in the position of power that they can come in and do something better or do the same thing or just keep doing that. They have choices. And I think that's very important is that they are now in a place where things are on the table and Microsoft has kind of, you know, really said a lot more than any console maker has ever done in the past. Right. Like we never heard about uh, the next system at an E3 where they're talking about the slim. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I think that it's going to be a very interesting couple of years. I think that this is a step towards how things are, like it or not. This is just what we're going to get forever. My my assumption, and I don't know, I'm sure this is, if you can be a fly on the walls at, at Sony HQ or whatever in, in the boardroom, I think there's probably a, mix, a mixed feeling after Scorpio and the slim were revealed at Microsoft because the way components are ordered and the way consoles are put together and how far ahead of time these have to be decided and sent out for manufacturing and all those kinds of things indicate that I bet you if they could take back this console, they would. That, like, that's, I, like, I think that if they could be like, well, we're, like, if, we ha- if we could possibly un- stop this train from barreling down, the, you know, we invested all this money and all this, and we thought we were, like, I really feel like they are just in this weird situation that puts them in a space, again, in between spaces where they're like, 
we have this console that does what their console does pretty much already. And then next year they're releasing this thing that's like a behemoth compared to their old console. And we have like nothing except for like a slim model of our standard console, which is fine. Yeah. And this model that's kind of like a half step between what we'll do next, but it's already comparative to what's already on the shelf by our competitors. I, I think that the, I think that I personally look at this and I'm like, I, they must be like fuck. not. In, yeah, they must have been like, fuck. We'll see. Like we have to we have to move forward. The slim makes perfect sense. But to me, I would have been like, yeah, let them, you know, if they could have done it differently, it probably would have been like, let's just maybe overclock the slim or do something to the slim to make it do some of these things and then let them play their Scorpio hand. We're still winning. Them releasing the Scorpio and talking about the Scorpio, by the way, was an admission that they lost yeah. as people had talked about. So they were desperate and they had to do that. And I think that was smart for Microsoft to do that. And we'll see how that plays out. And just let them play I, uh, to Tim's point, like let them play their hand and we'll develop our little thing behind the scenes. But in the meantime, the PS4 is our console, you know, so like I would have played it a little differently, but um, time will tell. I, you know, I want nothing but success for all these companies. So hopefully Sony wins out on this and hopefully Microsoft wins out on Scorpio as well. But I still say console gaming as it was, was perfectly fine if not recovering if not way more profitable and selling way more units than it was last generation at this time i'll say that it didn't seem like many people were asking for more power and i'll say that that like look at uncharted drake's fortune and then look at the last of us and tell me that there's not more power to be extracted out of these consoles sure so um no one would even believe the last of us was possible on the ps3 in 2006 but it was sure as hell possible in 2013 tim yes would you like to meet your PSI love this best friend of the week. I would, Greg. This is where one of you beautiful people head over to kindoffunny.com slash forums and post your PSN name to get all sorts of messages from the other viewers and friend requests from the other viewers. This one comes from friends with the monster. Friends with the monster, but there's no vowels except the O in monster because he likes to have a bad PSN name as well that no one will be able to use. Friends with the monster, only the O says, hello, Greg and Colin. With the new Destiny expansion coming out, coming out, I am sure, I am not sure if I should buy it because it's hard to find friends to play with on Destiny. I have been playing it since launch, but it's difficult to join existing groups. Would be great if you could help me find some buddies who would be interested in to connect, in to connect and play not just Destiny, but a plethora of other great PlayStation 4 games. My online ID, which he means is his PSN, is friends with the monster. No vowels except the O in monster. Good luck, sir. Good luck. Ah, uh, Colin. Yes. Would you like to know the worst p- PSN name of the week? Sure. I had it, and then I resized it. Here we go. This one comes from Aaron Morris. Remember, this is where one of you goes to kindoffunny.com slash forums, post your bad PSN name. It has to be your bad PSN name. I don't want to see anything else happen in Rocket League or anything like that. And then we do this, and we beg Shuhei. We beg him to let you sh- change your name at, I assume, PSX. Aaron Morris says, hello, gentlemen. I wanted to submit a worst name of the week for none other than myself. I do not have a great story as to why I came up with this name other than I got a PS3 at launch and it was the first thing that popped into my head. My PSN name is simply cat underscore P. Yep, cat underscore P. Again, no real rhyme or reason, but there it is. I would like to change it to something much cooler and possibly Game of Thrones related. But Dog pee. As we, <laughs> Hodor pee. As we all know, this is not possible. Well, thanks for all the great content. It helps my work days go easier when listening to all your shows. P.S. I love you guys. And Greg, try not to squeeze anyone's cheeks. No, try not to squeeze anyone's cheeks off in a fight. Because that's, that's what you do, Tim. You do this. That hurts. People hate I that. They, people I fucking hate like that. that. And they're like, why aren't you punching me or slapping me? And Greg's just out there pinching cheeks. I, I like to fight like her grandma would fight. Grandma Miller. Grandma Taught Miller. you well. She did. Rest in peace. Uh, that bad PSN name was brought to you by Indochino. Tim. Yeah. 
We have Indochino suits. We do. Explain what Indochino suit is. Indochino is it's a, a suit service where you get to go. They do this whole like styling thing for you where they like look at your body and they're like, you know what? This is the type of suit that would look good on your yeah. body. It was awesome. We all went there and it, it was an, a, a great old time. Right. They measure you and make a custom built suit mm-hmm. just for you. Indochino is reinventing men's fashion and a made to measure suit is the best suit you will ever own. So suit up. Get a one of a kind made to measure suit. Customize the details you want. Pick your lining, lapels, personal monogram and more. What What's your monogram? Uh, my monogram is at Tim Gettys. Mine's at Game Over Greggy. That's how we do things. Kevin's I was really excited about it. My Kevin. suit came in yesterday. Yeah. And I got to put it on. Yeah. Oh, ho, ho, ho. You're looking good? Oh, yeah. Okay, I good. am in love with this suit. It is teal, and it's like a Tim teal, but it's also not obnoxious. I came out, my, my roommates were there, and they, yeah. they looked at me, and they are like... That looks good. I totally thought it was going to be obnoxious the way I described it. Yeah. This teal suit. You know, people get kind of put up. It's yeah, like, yeah. no, you look damn good. You open it up, the, whole, the lining on the inside. Oh, it looked good, too. It was the sniper. You know what? Actually, it kind of matches this right here. It was like this blue and purple. Yeah. It's a good old time. Indochino. Uh, you can't go wrong with the well-crafted 100% merino wool suit. I don't know what kind of wool that is, but I assume it's off a of sheep. Uh, also, check out their made-to-measure dress shirts and men's accessories with their money-back guarantee. Today, PS I Love You XOXO listeners get any premium suit for just $3.99. That's up to 50% off at Indochino.com when entering XOXO at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. There's no reason not to try your first custom-made suit with a deal this good. And a suit classic from their premium collection will look good, feel good, and last. That's Indochino.com, promo code XOXO for any premium suit for just $3.99. Indochino, your look, your way. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, this has been P.S. I Love You XOXO, a very special episode of Kind of Crazy. Remember, real episodes of the show post every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, rain or shine, unless it's a holiday and there's a giant PlayStation event the next Wednesday, because then why would we do a show just to not have, just be like, this is what we think is going to happen. This show is good for 12 hours and then have the real thing. So we did it that way this way. Ah, it is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. We love you and thank you for that. It posts over at kindoffunny.com every Tuesday. So go there. Subscribe to the two YouTube channels. Watch all the other shows. Watch Love and Sex stuff. Watch the games cast. Enjoy stuff. Leave ratings. Do all that crazy shit. Every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ends in a song in a segment we call Sing in a Shoe Hey. This is where one of you talented motherfuckers goes to kindoffunny.com slash PSM. The M is for music and gives us your song. You give me a download link for the MP3 that I put at the end of our MP3. You give me a YouTube link that I annotate at the end of our YouTube video. This one comes from Nerd Fashionisto. Hey, Greg and Colin. This is Alessandro, and I'm back with a new song, song called Pretty Lady. I dedicate it to my girl, Liana. Is that how you Liana. say it? Liana. Liana, who's a regular listener of the show and wanted to surprise her for her birthday. You can find all my music at soundcloud.com slash, and I'm going to spell this all out. Hey, what's you looking at me? I was just looking at you. Oh, you never look at me when I do the outro. You only look at me when you've done one of these before. I'm just making sure. You oh, no, no. Because we, we doubled up on that anime tit level. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to catch up on seeing if there's any new information out there. So. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to spell it out. SoundCloud.com slash A-L-E-S-S-A-N-D-R-O-D-I-O-S-I. The shout out is genuinely appreciated. P.S. T-M-O. And he puts a little... T-M-O. You, what? It's T-M-O. No, it says T-T-I-M-O. Kevin, can I get a minority report on that? Am I saying it right? TMO. No. No, I'm not saying it right? You're not. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Pretty Lady from Alessandro Diossi. How did I do that one? I do that? I mean, you tried. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There There was effort there. There was effort. And until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve. She knows.
knows everything. She comes here all the time. Looking out for me, there's something on her mind. The music breaks in her hands, that's my face. Yeah, it's all in her eyes. Her eyes never lie. What I want from her is what I'm gonna get. It's her attitude, she always brings you that. Her eyes, her body, it shows. So don't worry, no cheating on me. As I fulfill your needs, cause you're high. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Yeah. 